Kelsey. And I'm Gloria. And this is Circling Circe. Now, we haven't done a Greek of the Week for a while, so we wanted to do you all one better and release our first mini-sode this week. And this week is all Greek, baby. Opa! Opa! (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about how we got into Greek mythology. I think all of us kind of are vaguely interested or are interested in stories around Greek mythology. And so we wanted to talk about how we learned about it, you know, maybe our favorite story about a god or goddess, and why we love everything Greek. I can't remember my first memory of Greek mythology, but... I know that I had a book of Aesop's fables, um, and he's Greek, and he taught lessons. Um, <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> there we go. But now, it was, it was I'll really, allow it. <laughs> it was really cute because my dad had a book. My dad would read to me a lot um, every night when I was little, and we would always devour books. And of course, like Kelsey with her book, um, we would read the same one over and over again. And he had he would always write questions in there um, for me when I was thumbing through it myself to like reflect on. Uh, Cause it was like a children's book. It was the fable on one side and then it was illustrated on the other with a really great illustration. And so he'd be like, what do you think she's thinking? Cause it would be someone like looking into the water and, or, you know, so it was just really cute. And I still have that book and my dad has really distinctive handwriting. So it's pretty cool. I haven't shared that with him in, like since I've become an adult, but it's, I still have the book and it's, I still cherish those memories. But um, I think my favorite memory of Greek culture, well, of course we read um, the Odyssey in high school, which I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, And then I found out that, Oh brother, where art thou? The movie is based on the Odyssey. And so I got super excited. Oh, I didn't know that. I saw the movie. I saw the movie and I was like, yeah. I saw the movie and I was like, I loved it just on its own. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that it was based on the Odyssey. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I watched it again and I loved it even more. So um, but like I was saying before, my favorite introduction and like really deep dive, I guess, into Greek history or Greek Greek mythology was um, in sixth grade, I had this teacher named Mrs. Zampelli and I actually found her on Facebook a few years ago and oh I met up with her for lunch and stuff and oh um, oh my god how funny so (laughs) she she's like please call me Nancy and I'm like it's so weird because you're (laughs) Mrs. Zampelli I can't it's disrespectful (laughs) but um yeah so she's just one of the sweetest and one of my favorites and the story there is that I was in honors or not honors uh gate classes when I was little which is for anyone who doesn't know is gifted and talented education whatever that means (laughs) I was in gate classes and I didn't even know that's what they stood for Gloria so (laughs) thank you for enlightening me actually (laughs) actually um (laughs) so I there was some snafu where I was placed in regular classes gasp for sixth grade and I was so heartbroken and so angry but and they were like oh we can switch it around but I had already been to classes for the first week and I didn't it would mess everything up and I would be in all different classes and so I was like whatever I'll just stick with it so that was my my homeroom or humanities class 
And so we learned about ancient civilizations. And she did such a great job, uh, Mrs. Zampelli, of um, just really immersing us in the lessons that she was teaching. And so when we got to the Greek unit, she separated our desk pods into little civilizations. And so we were ancient Greek cities. So there was Sparta and Athens. Oh, wow. um, so we all this had is to... Sparta. Yeah. <laughs> I totally this thought about Martha. that. I know. <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> this is Martha. <laughs> I love robot chicken. Oh, so good. <laughs> but I just thought of like a million different skits, like the apocalypse ponies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor thing. He's hard of hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, he said death. I am death pony. <laughs> oh my god, it's time to watch those again. Um, yeah. My little pony, pestilence pony. pony. <laughs> Punishment sent from above. I'm pestilence pony. Oh, that's not funny right now. (laughs) It was. It was funny. Too real. Too real. Um, but so yeah, so like and she set up a whole system for each of these little you know, for our little Greece our a little Greek classroom, I guess. And so, you know, if you did really well on a project and got extra credit or something, you'd get extra money. Um, and you could use it to like get out of class early or things like that. And, or there's like little classroom store, you know, and you could purchase things. Um, and so it, it, it was kind of, you could use your money for those things or you could save it. And then the, the city with the most money at the end of the unit won an ice cream party. Um, should have been a feta party, but whatever. (laughs) Ice cream's pretty good though. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. Right. Um, and so there was, the funny part about that is that there was, you know, it was at the beginning of the unit, she gave us this list of like 20 projects that we could choose from as our final project. And since it was a regular class and I was a gate student I did like the annoying thing and did all of them (laughs) because I was bored and I was like I'll just do all of them Um, because it was like make a diorama write a story about like this character or whatever and it was just so many fun little projects and I was like I can't choose I'll do them all and of course I didn't make like a huge show about it but I just remember having so much fun just going down the list checking them all off and getting what I needed out of that class, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it was just, it was so much fun. Doesn't it make such a difference when teachers are creative, like what they're teaching, you know, and just really actually put effort and think about how to teach the lessons and how to, how to interestingly get the information across. It makes such a difference. I was thinking about that too. I, I like went back to get my certificate in, instructional design and technology. And we talked a lot about like, what, who are the teachers you remember? Right. And it really made me reflect on, and I actually, after that reached out on Facebook to a teacher, I really liked growing up as well, Gloria, but I love that you went and saw her in person. Like, that's so great. Um, 
But and I'm sure it really meant a lot to her to hear that what she taught you stuck with you. But it is. It's the teachers who went the extra mile who didn't just like lecture at you. Like you learned by like becoming this like unit in your classroom. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys had to like figure out ways to make money. And it made you think about other things besides just like history, too. It like mm-hmm. is pulling in like real life things that you'll need. Right. And so I just think that's so cool that she did that. And like, it's funny because those are the teachers that you will, you always remember the ones that really like thought about how to teach those students. And then I feel like those areas you tend to remember more, right. Those things that you were learning. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're like, I'll never forget some of those things because the teacher went the extra mile to make it something memorable. Yeah. And as an educator myself, I, have always, you know, I've always kind of gravitated toward training and um, things like that. And so I remember learning in one of my positions where I was a trainer that you have to encompass all styles of learning and what you're teaching. So if you have mm-hmm. to have audio, you have to have visual, you have to have kinesthetic learning where they actually like practice stuff, you know, because everybody learns differently and usually it's a mixture. And then there's the that little pyramid statistic of like people remember X percent of what they hear, what they read, mm-hmm. what they see, what they yeah. do. And then what they teach is like 98% or some some really high percent because like teaching it, you have to like mm-hmm. process it. Yeah. And it's just, it's so relevant. And think and of how to say it back to someone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention too that we – if we someone was bad or like we didn't turn in our homework or something like that, then we would get money taken away. So it kind of oh. taught you how to like be a good citizen. <laughs> wow. I love it. That's so great. Yeah. Well, our hat's off to Nancy. Yeah. Nancy. Oh, and she's the one who taught me about Xerxes, not South Park, by the way. I had to get that in there. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> I you know go. he was real. I know that he was an actual ruler. And no one doubted you, Gloria. South no Park one doubted here. you. <laughs> but yeah, ancient Mesopotamia. And I remember I learned about ziggurats, and I thought that was just the coolest word. What is that? I have no idea what that it's, is. It's a it's a step pyramid. So it's like a pyramid, but it's stepped up instead of smooth sides. Oh. Yeah. That's a cool word and a cool thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I used to call my mom had a dog named Ziggy and I would call I would always call him Ziggurat. <laughs> <laughs> ziggurat, Ziggurat. <laughs> what about you, Kelsey? Yeah. How about you? I don't know. You know, I think I my real only connection with Greek mythology was my my kids' book that I had when I was a child, Dolaire's Book of Greek Myths. I will sell this book up and down anywhere I loved it it's it's a pretty huge picture book full of really beautifully drawn and colored um illustrations of all these I mean like 50 different Greek myths it's like two or three pages per myth you know so it was really fun to just kind of scroll through it and read it and that's the first I think time I recall even understanding or knowing what a Greek myth was and like why um they're out there why they exist and it's like to teach us lessons and to just be stories you know and I brought this up to my mom when I visited her recently um I said oh yeah this is a book that um that I had when I was a kid and she said yeah I bought that for you and I said no actually I stole it from school because I opened it and I saw my fourth grade teacher's name stamped on the inside (laughs) 
But it's possible because when I was in fourth grade, she was coming to my classroom to read to my class, like as a, my mom was, like as a oh. volunteer or whatever. So it's possible she stole it and then gave it to me. So maybe we're both, <laughs> maybe we're both right. <laughs> or maybe you stole it and she had to pay for it. So she actually technically that bought it. That could be true as well. Right? <laughs> I bought it for you. Quotation. <laughs> You know? Yeah, there are many ways in which we got to the end of the story. So <laughs> there are many myths surrounding the many book of myths. myths. Yes. Yes. Correct. Surrounding the, the truth. Where where this book came from. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's a great book. So it gave me a little introduction. And then I you know, I don't think I was other than that really like into it or invested in it. Like as I was just flipping through it now as we're kind of talking about it, and I, I didn't know a lot of the stories or didn't remember a lot of them. So so, yeah. yeah, that's basically it, you know, aside from my big fat Greek wedding. That's <laughs> my only exposure to Greek uh, pop culture, Greek culture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great one, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> she put Greece on the map. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Rose? I remember my history teacher talking about Greece and Rome a lot um, and having very, like, strong feelings about why they all like he was like you have to vote you have to vote that's why the romans fell or greek fell oh yeah and he was just talking about like a democracy everyone got like lazy so i remember that (laughs) um and then what an apropos subject to have right now (laughs) i will say that always stuck with me and um i don't know if you ever had Gloria, Mr. Woodward as a substitute teacher because I had him at my middle school, but then he also subbed for our high school by the time I got there. So I would see I had a couple classes in high school and he would be there and he'd be like, hey, Rose. And I'm like, hi, Mr. Woodward. Possibly. Um, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. He was. I mean, we'll talk about teachers. He was definitely memorable in my book. He was a character. He was wild. He was very passionate about history and our stories and stuff so even though it was more of a lecture I just remember him being very passionate and that was kind of cool but also in sixth grade he told me a story about how his daughter was or his stepdaughter was possessed by some artifacts that he found as a child literally this could be a movie like I remember (laughs) this story from beginning to end, he told us he was banned from telling it at school because he scared so many children. What? And then me and my friend convinced him to tell us the story at school only if we came in on our lunch break. And we sat there for like five days in our lunch break. And he told us the story. And I swear it scared the shit out of me. And it was also scary because the artifacts he found were in our hometown, Gloria. And he found them in like a cave and he found out it was like they were made by like a Native American person that was like high on some drug or something. But like it was weird. He like owned them for his whole like youth and into his adulthood. And then like he there was some weird stuff about it. Like he would hear stuff in his apartment and think someone was there at some points. But nothing ever like affected him until he got married and there was a young kid in the house. And then Ooh. there's like a whole – it's just a wild ride of a story. Maybe one day I'll <laughs> regale it, but it's Mr. Woodward. Yes. Tell. I'll it's, tell always you guys. A, it's always the kids that bring – Right? <laughs> I know, right? So, um, yeah. So I remember him like talking about Greek history and Roman history and like the art and the things that came out of 
those histories and how it was kind of sad too because I feel like Rome kind of took over and like really destroyed a lot of some of the historical Greek um, artifacts and paintings and stuff. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This was sixth grade, so I don't remember exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think when I really started to remember learning about Greek mythology was in high school, my freshman year. We had to do projects on different um, Greek gods or goddesses. And I think our teacher, my teacher just like handed out who we would cover. And like, that's how we kind of learned is each person talked about somebody else. So I got Persephone, the queen of the dead. Um, oh yeah. And mm. I thought it was pronounced Persephone because English and, that's and what it Greek. Looks like. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it looks like. And my mom thought it was Persephone because my mom at that point liked to help me with all of my schoolwork. Sorry, mom, like too much, too much. <laughs> um, and so I thought that was a really cool story. And I thought that was interesting, the whole like pomegranate thing and how she had like four seeds of the pomegranate and was like bound there for like four to six months or whatever. But I just remember I was presenting in in class and my teacher, I was like, I have Persephone. And she was like, it's per Persephone. It's Persephone. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Persephone. And I like could not say it correct. Like I, it, it was in my head. I had my like presentation memorized. So it, like just completely oh threw gosh. me off. And I was like, shit. And I kept saying Persephone and she'd be like, it's Persephone. And I'm like, no, <laughs> shut up and let me do this. So that was like my, um, you're like, so P dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can yeah. I come up with something else here? Percy phone. Like, right. <laughs> P phony. Um, but yeah, I think that was like my biggest, you know, dive into everything. I also really, really loved Disney's Hercules growing oh up. Gosh. I was obsessed with it. And in college, me and my roommate would watch that movie like every other day for like there was like a month of time. We were just obsessed with it again. But then we got to the point where we would just fast forward to the songs because that's all we wanted to hear. We just <laughs> wanted to like dance to the songs while we like studied or cooked or whatever. Um and so I thought I liked the whole story about Hercules for a long time. And then I like learned that it's like super dark. And then he went like crazy and like killed his whole family or something like that. I don't know. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert, which is like most Greek <laughs> mythology. Actually, a lot of Greek mythology. Yeah, it's all is very dark. Super dark. Like it's yeah. not happy stories. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of like sexual assault and just stuff that is like like incest incest yeah incest mm -hmm. people eating their kids it's just reality yeah <laughs> we yeah, already covered yep. that right yep. it's it's a wild ride so um yeah it's funny i think that i like stuff that's based off greek mythology because i think there's some interesting tidbits there but it's not necessarily like my favorite thing or was like my favorite mm -hmm. thing um, the only other like tie I have is that I actually did run a marathon in Greece. It's funny because I was trying to oh, remember. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to remember how long ago that was. It was eight years ago, guys. Oh my lord. That was eight. We're years all dying. Ago. <laughs> I was like, what? It feels like it was two years ago. Like I don't know how it was that long ago. So that's where you got that awesome picture, right? Of you finishing the marathon. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. I was really dehydrated after that run and I like hugged like someone else at the end and she was like, you need to get water right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but that was a fun trip. I went out actually by myself 
And I started in Thessaloniki, which is like, okay, I don't know. I'd have to look at the map, but it's near like a water. And I think it's northeast of Athens or northwest. Um, but they had a film festival there. And that was really cool to like go to an international film festival. And then um, I went to Santorini, um, one of the Greek islands, which was that looks really, so really beautiful cool. there. It was gorgeous. And it, it was actually kind of like somewhat off season when I went. I think I went like in early November. Um, and so there wasn't that many people. And because I was by myself, I'd get up at like 5.45, which is not normal for me. I think it was like a chi- time change kind of thing, but I kept getting up <laughs> early and I would just like go walk around the island by myself. Mm. And I rented a like a little toot toot car because they don't have like normal cars. <laughs> if we have time, I can tell a really funny story about the place I stayed there. <laughs> um, I So I arrived there and I got like, it was kind of like a extended stay kind of place. Like there was a kitchen because I was super broke. So I was like, I'm going to the supermarket and getting like turkey and bread broke like and um, and have a kitchen because I didn't have a lot of money to like go eat out a lot. And um, I they were like, what's your name? We'll send a driver to pick you up. And so I just assumed it was like, you know, like the fancy guy in a tie with like the special sign. I was like, oh, my God, I've never had that done for me before. And so I was so excited. And I land that night in Santorini and there's like all these other people with signs. And then I like I'm scanning the room and there's like a guy with like a missing tooth, a cigarette hanging out of his mouth in a cardboard sign that says, Oh no. And I was like, Holy shit. And so then he continues to smoke his cigarette, text or talk on his phone and drive a stick shift down these like crazy winding, like on a cliff road. And then he's like also trying to talk to me. I'm like, I am going to die tonight. Like I literally was like, we are going off this cliff. Oh, my Um, God. This is it. It's the end. And like, I was so terrified. It was so crazy. And so I'm glad I didn't have to have him drive me anywhere else after that. I was scared for my life, but I made it. It was a good trip. It was kind of nice to do that by myself um, and just like get out there. And and Greece was awesome. I ended up in Athens after that. And um, the food is incredible. I just remember like all of the olives and the tomatoes, like everything was so fresh. And I don't know if it's just like better farming or no preservatives, but oh my gosh, like everything was divine. Like I was losing my mind every time I had the food there. And then I also found this stuff called mestica. Um, So I know like Greece is known for, what is the like liqueur um, that tastes like anise? Uzo. Yeah, Uzo. Yeah, but it's like that's what everyone's saying Opa to. They're having these shots, and it's not my favorite. And it's funny because, like, I don't mind black licorice flavor. It's still not my favorite, but, like, I don't, like, detest it, but I am not – Uzo was not my thing. So I went to a bar at one point, and I told the bartender, like, I don't want Uzo. I want something else. What else can you give me? And he's like, oh, how about Mastika? And it was literally – it's like – very herby and rooty, but it's actually a little sweet. It's almost like maple-ish, but not really. I don't know how to explain it. It was so freaking good. And um, I I like to, I bought a bottle because I was like, this is the best like 
like liqueur I've ever had. And so that was like what I had from there there on out. And it's funny because I went back and I have a friend who's like super foodie, super like wine connoisseur. And I went to their Thanksgiving and I brought the liqueur with me because everyone like brought one. At the end of the meal, we all like try everybody else's. And so I was like really nervous because I'm like, I think this is good. What is everyone else going to? And I remember my friend being like taking the shot and being like, oh, that's good. And I was like, yes, I was right. (laughs) So that was my little, you know, my fun adventure. And then, of course, I ran the marathon, which was incredible. Um, You finish the marathon. It goes from marathon to Athens. It's I'm sure it's not the historical route that the guy took, but I don't. Do you guys know the whole like mythology behind the marathon? I don't. Well, I know. I know the ending. (laughs) Yes. So the whole story behind the marathon is fit. Philippides or Philippides um, is the central like figure of the story and he had to run from Marathon to Athens to deliver the victory of the Battle of Marathon that's what it was and so the whole thing is like he ran non-stop and then he died at the end <laughs> like he yeah. got oh there and he no the message off and was like <clears throat> so yeah that's a fun race to base your you know everyday Sunday on you know so wow. um yeah it, it was uh, it was a good race. There wasn't as much scenery as I thought, but it was still really cool. And a lot of like local people come out and cheer you on. But then the whole like crown of the event is that you end at the original Olympic Stadium. Yes, at the original Olympic Stadium. And yeah. so I just That's remember awesome. that I was finishing and you're already emotional because you've just run like an ungodly like probably kind of inhumane number of miles like you really it is literally all mental like the last 10 miles of a marathon is is a mental game with yourself because your body's like I shouldn't be doing this and you're like no just keep going so what are you doing to me yeah stop it please stop and the worst is like actually the last stop get the last like five miles because you have run 21 miles and you're like, I'm almost done. But five miles for anyone else is still a long amount of time. So it's like, yeah. I'm almost done, but I still have five effing miles to go. So <laughs> you're really, I at least for me, every I've only done two full marathons. I've done quite a bit of like half marathons. But at the end of each marathon, it's been so emotional because it's like you're you're doing it. You're finishing it. You set your mind out. And it's a big ordeal. I mean, I trained four yeah. months to do this. It's not just like, oh, I show up. Although I have a friend who actually just showed up to a marathon one time and ran it. Crazy. Like We hate so- her. <laughs> him. Him. We hate, we hate him. I know. He bought his shoes the day before and decided to run oh. the LA marathon and did, okay. did great. Like, okay, Philippides. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was like, coming in to finish and there were these incredible like cumulus clouds over the stadium and there was the sun like coming through I mean it literally felt like something out of like a Greek mythology story or something I don't know how to explain it and so it just like the beauty of it all I was just like completely in tears and like I was like I can't cry at the end they're gonna take my picture like um, (laughs) so it was really how do you even have any moisture left in your body to produce tears I know (laughs) I'm surprised that's probably why I was like so dry at the end yeah (laughs) I had to get like a bunch they're like don't cry conserve your water yeah right (laughs) please don't die from water uh whatever that is but um yeah so it was just a really incredible way 
like it was cool to do something so historical and um and see that and I I will never forget that and I have my medal which is like shaped as the the stadium so oh wow yeah it was really cool it was a great like life experience and I had so much fun in Greece so that's my like connection with and I think also when you're out there there's so many like incredible buildings and structures like there's the like Zeus's um I forget what it's called temple there's like Zeus's temple and Athena's temple like all these things that you can see um like literally right next door to your hotel you're like this is thousands of years old it's pretty cool it's just chilling right here and it's just there so I always thought too like how interesting it was I mean a lot of these stories came from not misinformation but like when you don't know where humans come from or why the earth does what it does, it's like, Hey, we're just going to make up these stories that make it make a little bit more sense. Right. And so I always thought that was interesting too. Like the whole like need or want for these. I mean, I know a lot of these started orally. They didn't, they weren't even written down for years and years and years. Um, And so I'm like, who just thought like, I'm going to sit around and come up with a story to explain why, lightning happens right or mm-hmm. whatever I always thought that was interesting that always interested me about like Greek mythology yeah I remember I went to Greece in I think 2014 after I graduated um, with my bachelor's degree and it was just so hard to comprehend like you were saying Rose like the age of some of these things like yeah. we went to this old city because we went to Athens Mykonos which was a surprise we did not know that it was like a gay party capital (laughs) it was like it was like neon tank tops and rainbows oh rainbow everything and it was so beautiful I mean everything was just stark white and they do that so that it reflects the sun and keeps it cool like keeps the buildings cool that's why everything is white in Greece from what we understand and so that against the blue water and everything that's not painted white is painted this bright blue. And it was just amazing. But they also had a lot of phallic um, souvenirs. So oh. I was like, what can I bring home to my mother? None of this. <laughs> um, that reminds me of, sorry, have you seen the birdcage? The mm-hmm. plates that they put down for like in the parents' Are they are whatever, and the plates are they look. I think they are like in the style of like ancient Greek, but they're oh, like super yeah. phallic, or they're like people mm. having sex or something. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find yeah. that and show you guys. Um, we'll put it on our social media. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we went to so we were on Athens, Mykonos, and Santorini, and we found this little buried village in Santorini called Akrotiri. And so it's basically like what they call the Greek Pompeii. And so it's this city that they found, they dug up partially, and then they put a building around it, like a building over it. So you go in the building and then you can actually walk through these old streets of this ancient Greek village that got buried at some point. And it was just so amazing because there are like old dishes in there and stuff and I guess I'm just so jaded that I have a hard time believing that it's like authentically they found that there you know (laughs) I'm like someone Mm -hmm. put that there like I don't know I guess Disneyland ruined me where it's like everything is just so magical and looks 
the way they want it to look, but it was just very humbling to walk amongst these, these ghosts of the past, you know, and just be like, people actually walked down this street Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of years ago. It's crazy. It's so interesting to me how as Americans, we're like, you know, such a young country and yeah. I haven't been to Greece, but yes. when I went to like Ireland and England, you know, it's like yeah. we went to a pub that was built in like 1065 or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like a real working pub. Like you can just come in and have a beer in this place. And I'm like, you guys are like walking around in this place that was built a thousand years ago. And it's not that big of a deal, you know, and, and yeah. me and my American friend were just like, oh. Oh my god 1065 and they're like we've got a thousand of them here honey like <laughs> you know it doesn't matter to us i mean not that it doesn't matter it's uh you know they just it have just so many phase them as and we're much, over right? here like old town san diego built in 1850 like <laughs> <laughs> you know that always just blows my mind how we're so just so fascinated by like anything much older than about yes. the 1800s yeah you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> especially know. in california where we're where we're all from <laughs> right oh yeah. yeah we're like one of the last states <laughs> yeah. yeah i went to europe with my friend who lives in boston who which has a very you know well-documented history mm-hmm. back to you know 1600s and even that is like mind-blowing yeah. you know yeah i'm over here like 1850 <laughs> <laughs> i also went to the acropolis in in athens and that yes. was interesting too it's you know super old but it also the thing that like pained me was that most of it I mean they're always like kind of doing construction to make sure it's like sound um but a bunch of like pieces of it were just like stolen um or this like king at some point was like I like that I want to take I want that in my palace like let's take that and I'm like they had no idea that like thousands of years later people would be wanting to see this right and it also that kind of blows my mind that like in the moment you might not think something's important mm-hmm. and then later on it actually is. So I remember thinking like, oh, my gosh, if they had just left it alone, if they had just left it alone, what would it look like today? Um, because yeah. a lot of it's like, you know, other pieces that they sometimes it's like kind of half. It's kind of like half there still. So, mm-hmm. right. It's like when they want to tear down an old building and thank God for all these historical societies that preserve all these, they're just old houses, you know, with like a little bit Mm -hmm. of history, Uh, but it's like, who knows, you know, that history is important to people and it might be the only house left, like, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years from now. And it's worth something, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I understand you want to put 50 condos there, but like some history needs to be preserved. Right. Yeah, it's hard to decide like what what you keep, what what needs to go, you know. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else has anything to add, but I think this our mini sode was already like forty five minutes long. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have a fun fact that I found out. Um, uh, I've I haven't verified it yet. No blue check mark, but it's <laughs> so you know the cleaner Ajax, mm-hmm. the powder cleaner. Um, It was named after the Greek warrior Ajax, who was Achilles' cousin. Hmm. And so he was supposed to be this mighty warrior. And I, the the version I heard was that their tagline was Ajax, stronger than Greece. Oh, Oh, cute. But 
I looked, I did try to verify that part, but it's, I guess their original tagline is just stronger than dirt, which is mm. not as good. Maybe not that was catchy. like in the board meeting and then they were like, Greece is going to come for us. Nobody in Greece is going to use this. Right. So let's say dirt <laughs> instead. Joe, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? So I just thought that was cool because I was like, oh, Ajax. And I didn't realize that he, you know, who yeah. he was in his history and stuff. I just was like, oh, Ajax cleaner, like yeah, Clorox. I yeah, I would not have known. <laughs> was Clorox a Greek warrior too? We have to look that up. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was the other cousin. <laughs> well, Open it's funny. to sponsorships, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clorox bleach. Um, Don't drink in, it. In, yeah, do or not. inject it. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Too soon. Um, I know. I was going to say that Madeline Miller has another book called Song of Achilles. And I oh, yeah. wonder if I like – we'll have to look at that book if she mentions Ajax in that because she does mention a lot of like the historical like people in the Trojan War mm. and a lot of like those strong, well-known fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to – Look that one up. That book is also very good. It's just a little sad, (laughs) but it's good. I have heard it's very sad. Yeah. So I know Kelsey. I I learned now that you don't. You don't. uh, No, I don't do the sad. I don't do the sad. Yeah, (laughs) I do not do the sad. X nay. I can't do it. Well, tell us in the comments. Do you guys like sad stories? <laughs> uh, do you are you into Greek mythology or like what? Who's your favorite god or goddess and why? And uh, I guess by comments I mean like our Instagrams. I don't know if you can comment on our podcast, but if you do comment, just give us a five star review with that comment. That'd be great. So mm-hmm. yeah, and wishing you all a happy September. We'll see you next month. Bye. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.